through. Yeah, me and Boo Hawk got a little rough connection here. What is up, everybody? What's up? From the Hill, back in action. Prof here. Earl joining us again. We got a lot to talk about. We got a lot to talk about. I was a little Black Keys there, Nick. Did you hear that? How do you feel about the Black Keys? Yeah, I actually like them. I like them a lot. Yeah, Black that was Keys pretty good. Kind of, you know... I haven't had any, their new, heard any new stuff from them in a while, but I don't, it, like, I don't follow them long, but I do like their stuff. Yeah, it's been a while, I would say, since the Black Keys did some, like, new hit stuff. But the Black Keys find their way into a lot of, like, TV commercials and movies and shit. Like, all of their hit songs have been used in some capacity or another. It's kind of weird. That was the new album right there? No. No, that's an old song. That song came out. I was going to say, that was, like, classic rock there. I was like, because I know Juice World came out with the album. That's debatable. So one of the guys, one of the guys died. Of the Black One Keys? Of the guys from the, yeah, that's what it says. Producer and singer-songwriter Richard Swift, a member of the Black Keys, died. This was back in 2018. Oh, shit. Well, that went through a lot of did I, Earl, did you just mention Juice World? Juice World, yeah. It's number one album in the country right now. Are you kidding me? Prof, you get down with Juice Look World? Look it up on Spotify. Guess what's there? <laughs> Ten songs of Juice World. Now, yeah, but, but Check so, it out. Yeah, so wait, what songs do they have out right now? Because I just saw something with them the on the radio album. the other day. The whole album. I know, but there was it was like 10 different artists on one song. Uh, I don't know the, the the exact name of the song, but I'd have to go I'd, I'd have to go on my phone and check out the Spotify and do the research. Yeah, I'm just talking on you know, top of my just, head. I was just talking about, about this with my dad the other night, basically how, like, I want to start finding new music again because I feel like – Everybody at a certain point, you hit you hit a spot where you stop finding new music because you're just used to that to the music of your childhood or you're used to the music of your teenage years, yeah. and then that's it. Well, I but found like, my guy. Don't you get to the same old songs over and over again? Yeah, you're right. Yeah. We well, you know what it is. I think a lot of times too, you stop listening to the radio. Prof, remember you mentioned it like a couple podcasts ago. Like you stop listening to the radio. Or if you do listen to the radio, you listen to like classic rocks or music from your era only. So you stop listening to new music completely. Yeah. So I'm gonna make it. I'm gonna make a, a conscious effort to try to find new music because there are different. There's different ways to find new music now. The world has adapted. It's not just radio where you get basically spoon fed what they want you to, True. to hear. So I commend you with the Juice World. Up to date. Well, it's the number one album in the country. It's, I mean, look on Spotify. I always check like once a week, maybe like, I don't know, when I'm bored or whatnot. And I just check what's the, the number one song in the country. This week is Shoe Squirrel, the whole album. And uh, that's, it, it, it was Circles from Post Malone. I was going to say that was the one guy I started to like a lot was Post Malone. That's like the one guy I kind of, the new music I was liking. See, but why did everybody hate him so much? I, like, I don't like that. I mean, I, I think I'd love to hang Actually, out with him. smokes a bunch of cigs. He drinks Bud Lights, <laughs> beer bongs, <laughs> plays beer pong. Like, I, I think he's a great guy. 
I heard like girls here. I heard that a lot of I heard, <laughs> yep. I heard a lot of artists uh, don't like him. Why? Because he's making more That's money artist than they are. Maybe I don't he, know. He's doing pretty well for himself. He's selling out every time. But that might be Earl's, Earl's just, homework for the week. Find out why other artists don't like Post Malone. Yeah, I, I haven't heard. It's that. just crazy some of the decisions that he's made with the tattoos. Like what? Yeah. What are you thinking? That's true. Oh, by the way, Earl Flea said nice shirt. He likes he likes your. Uh, oh yeah, I, he I, likes I your Wu Tang represent. I wanted to rep. Yeah, Earl is just talking all reason. kinds of stuff that's going to get us dinged. Like legit. it's probably Flea shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I even got that one ready to go. He's got the EPMD out. All right, so let's get into a little sports talk here, gents. So before we talk about the hot topic I know we want to get into, we do have to revisit last week's podcast because we talked about the Washington racial slurs losing their team nickname. We all gave our sort of synopsis, and then we gave our bold predictions. And I know Earl wants to talk about this, but what came out here temporarily is that Washington will go forward as the Washington football team. Now, Earl... I believe your official yeah. prediction was the natives, but you did mention well, that was, that was the football the, club. So go ahead. T- tell us more about it. Well, yeah, well, you asked what would, if you had to say, what would be their, their nickname, their name? I said natives, but I, and I was like, what I think what's going to happen. I said the Washington football club. That's what I thought was going to happen. You said, what do you think the name's going to be called nickname? But I said, what I think was going to happen was the football club. I was a little off with the club. I should have said team, and I would have had it nail on the head. But I was pretty on because I, I just thought, I was like, don't name it anything yet. Just wait a little bit and just call it the football club. They call it the football team. And we thought to ourselves, there's, there's no possible way that they can come up with something so lame and so – just to show the world what a terrible organization they are and how terribly prepared, prepared they are for this sort of thing. This is typical Redskins where they had no plan whatsoever. They panicked. They had nothing in the bag and just said, uh, football team. True. So, Prop, are we giving Earl credit for that? Are we giving him some credit for going with the football club and now they're the Washington football team? What do we think? Half a point maybe? I'll say at least a half credit. Half credit? Come half on, a dinner at a Mendy's? Little credit he gets, for that. He gets I mean, a word, maybe a dessert at Mendy's? Coffee? I'll take a coffee. He didn't get it right on any front. What do you what, mean? Because he included the word. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think it's not the word. By abstract, he's saying that going with the football club is the same as saying like football team, right? He he yeah. went too far on the the English football side there, right? With going because they all go FC, they all go football club, but they don't do that in American football. So it's a team, it's not a club. Yeah, yeah you're right about that. that. I, I, I should have thought about that. True. Well, he's been watching too that. much of that in the mornings because there hasn't been any other sports on. So he's been watching too well, much. Well, I was closer the, uh, than you guys, right? Soccer. I was closer than you guys. Yeah, but you we guys. had way cooler ideas. I mean, listen, I'm going to just be straight with you guys. The Washington Wolverines would be badass. That's yeah. what they should have went with. They should have consulted Swags. I would have gave them the, the winning ticket. You know what's funny is that like they came out with the new design, well, the new design for the uniforms. And people were like, oh, wow, that looks amazing. Like, what are you talking about? It's the same uniform. <laughs> yeah. You just don't have the just don't have the head on it anymore. The Indian guy on there. Yeah. yeah. Bobby yeah. says you get credit, Earl. He's saying he's saying you get credit. You got one vote for Earl. 
I appreciate that, Bob. <laughs> it was such a generic name. Yeah. Well, but here's the second question, right? We know this is temporary. They don't stick with this. Like, they can't go forward being the football team. They're going to have to come up with something. Like, Nick said, this is very just, I feel like it's all encompassing of the Washington franchise overall. Over the last 30 years, their record is like exactly 500, right? They're never prepared. They never do anything exceptional. And this is just right along that same line. Here, let's come out with this bland, temporary thing to get everybody off our back, but we really don't have a good plan in place. So here it goes. Just mediocre. More mediocrity from the Washington football team. Well, don't be surprised, Jack, if they call it the Washington Natives. Don't be surprised. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty much the only that's pretty much the only name that they have that's not trademarked. Because that's what's that's what's really held up this whole thing. Yeah, that guy that guy down in Virginia that took all the trademark names, right? I heard it was multiple people. But I don't know. I didn't read too much into it. But this all comes down on top of another scandal that's going on within the same organization. True. Now, there is well, I heard that. That's true. Now, this is a sensitive topic. And, you know, I wanted to sort of touch on it because I know people have heard about it. But there was just a, a much more sensitive scandal that got released about the Washington football team. Um, Involving some some really sensitive issues, especially in this time, uh, Nick. You want to talk more about it? I actually heard a story on the radio about it that I would I can elaborate on. Why don't you tell everybody what we're talking about here? Well, I mean, everybody's heard about it. The long and short of it is, like, fifteen different women came out and said how they were treated in the workplace and they were sexually harassed. And uh, I don't know if there was any reports of assault. So I didn't read the like nine hundred page article, but there was so much build up to this Washington, the Washington Post story or Washington, whatever the the paper is down there. But yeah, fifteen different women came out and said that they're basically the culture there from top to bottom is it's it's toxic for it's a toxic place for women to to, to be. Yeah, Which, like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that's exclusive to the Redskins. Like, do you think that that's there, there's got to be other stories out in sports that are very similar? And yeah. I think we've heard yeah. some before with the Mavericks and with other teams. Like, right. With, with right. The, the Panthers were involved with one last right. year. I mean, like, now all this stuff is coming to the forefront. I wouldn't be surprised if there's more and more reports of this coming out. Now that more women are coming forward, kind of speaking about it, I wouldn't be surprised if you see more of it because, you know, all these, all these owners, they all work together. They all run organizations. They all talk to each other. They all, you know, uh, kind of, I don't know if they, they run the organizations the same, but I'm sure there's, there's a lot going on that's, that's similar to what's going on in the Redskins organization. Right. And uh, so I'll give you, I'll give you the account that I heard. So I also didn't read the article, but I heard, and I, I'm, see, I wish I would have taken her name down, but I was actually coming back from golf last weekend and I was listening to ESPN radio and the woman who broke this story, who writes for the Washington post or the Washington times, she was actually firsthand in this because she was the only Washington beat writer that was a woman back in the late or sorry, early nineties. And it wasn't Daniel Snyder yet. It was the owner previous ownership group. And she sort of just talked about the uncomfortability that they had with her overall from the locker room to her interactions with the owner to where at one point when the owner went to like embrace her, like he would shake everybody's hand, he kind of leaned in for like a peck on the cheek hug and it was very awkward. And then from then on out, he didn't even like shake her hand. They just kind of had this cordial thing. So she sort of detailed how uncomfortable it was there. And I agree with you to a certain extent, Prof, is I feel like 
throughout that time period in history when it came to women sports writers and women reporters, there was a lot of that going on. And I don't know how much of that necessarily goes into like the sexual harassment side of it versus just the uncomfortability, but that's a thin line there, right? And again, you have three dudes on here talking about sports, so it's kind of hard for us to comment. So there is an article out there, and I don't know what it's called. And again, I wish I got the name of the female sports writer because she lived it and she wrote about it. So um, if you want to get more in-depth on that, I would certainly recommend checking out that article. Yeah, it's a great idea. Uh, but I, just to add to your, uh, your guys' points is uh, – when I when I first came out to like this sexual harassment and everything, I was like, you know, it's the perfect storm. You know, you know, they changed the name with the, you know, you know, with the team name. You know, and I was like, and then the sexual harassment comes out. I'm like, well, how convenient. You know, it's just like it's just bang bang. You know, just get them while the topic's hot. I mean, I, hey, I, I'm not saying it didn't happen. I'm just saying it's just like, why does it come out now? Why not earlier? Why why not why not when it was happening? Yeah, it's and a good why point. Why does it come out I, right after? Yeah, you do make a good point. I think one of the reasons you see that stuff happen in tandem a lot is because it's easier, right? Because when you yeah. have, let's say, a front office who's got a whole PR department and they're focused on now this name change, it's much easier for this band of women or this group of women to come out with the story and get it out easier without them getting fought on it because they're already fighting another battle on another front. Right. So it makes well, it easier. To get yeah. It out. So, but you're looking at from the other, the other side of things. So one, I maybe Jack, maybe you tried to say this and I didn't understand it correctly, but one kind of begets the other where they knew that this was coming down the line. They're getting pressure elsewhere. Everything happened with the riots and the movement currently. So they're, that's one more reason for them to make a move. It puts them in a better PR light for when this story comes out. I mean, it's like they're trying to offset it a little bit. Is that kind of what you were trying to say? I was actually saying the opposite. I was saying that from the the from the side of the victim, it's right, easier to bring it out now because the Redskins are in more of a compromised position. Yeah, yeah but this that's was not what I was saying. Yeah. This, this, this article did not stem from uh, you know one source that happened to, to speak up and the, the article was printed the next day. This was a story that's been researched and has been in the works for a long time. You know, so when when you get word of this, this is coming down uh, and you're Daniel Snyder, what do you do? You get out in front of it on, on another topic and you're proactive on another topic. Whereas before he said he would never, he would, he would, be dead before they change the name of the Redskins. I see. So I see what you're saying too. So from the Redskins' perspective, it gives them a chance to kind of soften the blow of this hit because right. it's wrapped up in the whole name change and because, everything else. Right? Because honestly, what took over the news? What took yeah, over you're right. the name the change, which is, is really topic. insignificant when you look at the, the the weight of the other story. You're right. Yeah, that's right. also a good point. And that's how the media presents it as well. It's not, you know. And they they probably looked at it and said, "Hey, we make this name change. This is a this is a historic franchise. This is going to be huge news. This is going to take over ESPN. This is going to take over other networks. And our story is going to get swept under the rug." Which it, I mean, honestly, I haven't heard too much about it recently. Other than I mean, it was like last week when it came out, and now it's pretty much gone. True. It's yeah. like a week by week story big story pops out you know week by week and last week was the Redskins now it's this week it's you know the 
is it the baseball coronavirus stuff? I don't know. It just it's just crazy how everything just keeps rolling with the media. So Tim brings up in the chat that it's easier to get more money, but I don't know if there's been any lawsuits against Washington for this. I'd have to look deeper into that. I don't know that to be the case yet. You could be right. I'm not discrediting that, Tim, at all. I just don't well, know that. that. I don't even know what that means. Easier to get more money, what, for, for lawsuits, things like that? Well, I, I mean, assume that's what he's referring to, but I don't well, know. Yeah, for sure. What happens with these lawsuits is they're all settlements. They're all settlements yeah. for undisclosed amounts. It all gets and then there's an NDA sign that says once we settle, you exactly. can't talk exactly. about it anymore. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's very, very true. And then <laughs> on the lighter side, Ricky brings up something. And honestly, this is <laughs> kind of kind of something that we didn't really think about when we talked about the the old Redskins logo changing and then some of the other ones we talked about. So Ricky says Halter's tattoo is now vintage. What like what do you do if you have that sports team logo tattooed on you? Cuz I'm assuming that Halter is one of many who has a Redskins tattoo. Yeah. I know a couple guys have tattoos and I mean you got to keep it. You don't write it over. I mean it's almost like it's probably almost illegal to get it on yourself now these days, I guess, because now it's <laughs> legitly like a racial term. So you could go to your tattoo artist and be like, yo, listen, like, nah, snap the skin <laughs> right here on my butt. <laughs> I don't think they're regulating that yet, but. Or they probably aren't regulating you already. Right. I don't know. I just, the first thought came to my head. Listen, I <laughs> uh, can't get that, sir. Ed, you can't do that. There's. There's gonna be a there's gonna be a long window here where obviously people remember who the Redskins are and were and you know that people were fans of this team for a long time. Now, fifty years down the road, I don't know. True. People are gonna look at that and be like, "Hey, I, that's weird." That I think they'll that, forget right? it. It'll blow over, and they're going to call on the Washington Football Team or the Washington Natives <laughs> for the rest of the time being. And that's the and that's the rest of it. They'll for, they'll forget about it. I I think. All Maybe right, he'll possibly. get a North Carolina Tar Heels to cover that up. He's yeah, a huge that's a good one, actually. Yeah, that's he a good point, like, Some horseshoes around it, get the full cover-up going. Colors are tough there, though, right? You're going from that maroon and red to the baby blue. That's a tough one. I don't know. I would I mean, keep it. If I, was I don't have any tats. None of us have tats, do we? I have a tattoo. I, don't, I have a very good Don't, don't, yeah, tell, don't tell anybody that. Yeah, come back. on. Do we have any piercings in this lobby? I have any piercings. All right. I don't, I don't so, all right, here you go. So, I, yeah, I have a I have a six hour tattoo across my back. It's huge, and I have both really? of my ears are pierced, but like I haven't worn earrings in eight or nine years, so I don't oh, know. If that counts. Dude, I'm learning well, a lot. Of I do have bad eyes. See, well, that's, crap! He's sporting the glasses. Wait, what is that even relevant? What? Dude, what are you eyes. talking about? You guys got good eyes. I got bad. I'm just talking about. Do you know Earl? Do you know why I have good eyes? Yeah, I got LASIK surgery on my right eye. Too. Did you really? I'm, 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 I'm happy for you. <laughs> All right, we I, should, I should do that for myself, man. I'm telling you. I highly recommend it. I highly recommend it. How do we go yeah. from tattoos to eyesight? Eye surgery. That's what happens. Just body stuff. Just body. Stuff. It's all Ricky's fault. It is Ricky's fault. All right, so we had huge developments since we last got in front of everybody. We talked about it. But baseball started, and this one hits close, really close to home for all of us because we're right here in the Philadelphia area, and today's Phillies-Yankees game was canceled, and it was canceled due to coronavirus. Now, there's a lot to talk about here, and I'm going to let these boys add their two cents on exactly what happened, and then I'm going to chime in, but essentially, 
Phillies played the Marlins, and there was some coronavirus or COVID virus positive on the Marlins team. Quite a few, actually. And now there's a quarantine. So, go ahead, Prof. Tell us more about it. Yeah, so here's the issue here. This is what happened. So, they had three or four guys test positive that they knew of before the game on Sunday, the Marlins. Okay. So this was before they played yesterday's game, which was and they a marathon, it was a marathon game, by the way. And they did play. Uh, wow. yeah. hey, Earl, exactly. Earl, move your camera a little bit because you're a little out. Yeah, there you go. There was, there was pitching yeah. change upon pitching bad. change, but the reason that they the reason that they played is because the Marlins took a team vote before the game and voted to play. Wow. Now. I haven't read all the protocols, the 100-page document that they came out with for this protocol, but I'm pretty sure the protocol is not to take a team vote if one of your guys tests positive. How could it so be, right? They How took a team be? vote yeah, and just decided to go ahead, play the games, and not only that, but actually, you know what's funny? Like, I, was, I, I jumped in the car for a little bit, and I was listening to the broadcast. I don't, I don't know if – I don't. I think it was uh, – Jim Jackson, who said it, but he was he was actually talking specifically about how Mattingly was Mattingly was out at the mound like every two innings, like going to take pitchers in and out. And he was touching the guys every single time, and Jim Jackson was like, "I'm pretty sure you're not supposed to be doing that as part of the protocol. You're not supposed to be touching your guys on the shoulder or the bat or you know, whatever." But um, after they knew all this, he's still doing that, and they they still went ahead and played it yesterday. So now there's going to be this timetable. I'm thinking. I don't know how long does it take to get those tests back? Three days or so? I think it's. I think you can get it back in 24 hours, but you need at least 48 hours to clear. Like so, basically, you're talking yeah. about a minimum of a 72-hour window. Yep. Yep. So you're looking at it at least a couple days. Number one, before you get your results back. I don't think they get back that quickly. I don't know. I've heard the 24 way. hours, but it, it's 24 hours on the results, but then you need a 48-hour window for they're going to let you be clear to play even if you tested positive off the quarantine. So literally you're talking about a minute. Yeah, you, you need two negative tests right? 24 hours apart. Right. That's right. what I mean. So it's, it's a 48-hour clearance window anyway when you get your two results back. So you're talking about a minimum of three days for yeah. all the Phillies, right? Because so, everyone that played the game. So the Phillies are out for the next three days. Right on how they yeah. so they got to test and then they got to pass right and then they can play. That, well, they have to they have to pass two positive tests now. Well, right. I, well all right, but that so was the protocol for the NHL, right? Prop, I don't know if that's the protocol for MLB. I don't What's know. That? Say it again. The, the two positive tests, like I don't know if the two positive two tests is protocol for MLB. It was for two NHL. Neg- no, two negatives. You need two negatives. Oh, I mean, within- two negatives. Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, they, uh, yeah, two negatives. Two negatives within twenty four hours of each other. Because there were guys who were testing positive, Mankata, Charlie Blackman. Uh, there was there was multiple guys that, that they were back at camp. DJ Lemayu, they were all back at camp. Right. A couple days after positive tests, because they they cleared it, they got their two negative tests twenty four hours apart, and they were cleared to go back and start getting getting the other And team. so hold up, real quick. So what happened? So they so they went one for three in the series, right? The Phillies couldn't beat a sick. Marlins team that, that was, was down that 12 players and still only won one game? So Is that what you're right. telling me? Yeah, you're yeah. right. I mean, listen, that reflects poorly on, Come on the Phillies man. on play on the field, right? And I mean, I thought the listen, baseball's be good. a weird game. Like, you know, sometimes you're going to have those nights, which is 
one of the drawbacks of a 60-game season period. So I want to bring something up after we get done this topic that yeah, we're going to talk more about just 60-game season overall, and I want to talk about that more. But the real issue here, and I could be wrong, but didn't I hear that overall now they found out that eight total Marlins tested positive? 14. 14. 14. 14 players. 14. How many guys? But here's what I want to say. Let's not panic, though. I wouldn't panic just yet. I mean, if it comes down to, like, three or four teams that this is happening to, then maybe we got to think about canceling the MLB. But it's only one team, and I don't think it's that big of a deal just yet. You know? One team that we know of. So that's the, that's well, the thing right now. What we're right. waiting on is to see if they pass it to the Phillies, and they, they already canceled yeah, the game. Right. So the anger, my anger doesn't come necessarily because we knew this was going to happen. Right. We, yeah, we, we did. We, they should have been prepared for this. But, I, you know, I don't they're know if they're trying their best because, because the team itself went outside of protocol. I think the Marlins should be fined an insane amount for this. Well, and, they, think, and, it, it, and you know what? Just cancel the Marlins. Well, I was going to say, is the Marlins season over at this point? We don't need you. Right. Are I, we I, just going to cancel the Marlins for the season here? It's not a bad idea. I don't know how you do it when you let something like this go through. I don't think you can do it because it affects it affects the outcome of so many different things. It you know well, well, I, obviously I'll, an agreement. I'll two coaches, yeah, fourteen. There's an agreement. I don't, yeah. Well, my, my bad, Boo. But I don't want to say. But just imagine if this kills somebody. If it kills somebody, then it's well, then that's it's just, exactly. Then you're it's just down the tubes. Then it's hundred percent the uh, the season's over. If it kills somebody, it's going to get bad. Well, not to put a damper on the conversation, but it's possible with this. Now where they're at right now is are that the Marlins are still in Philadelphia. They're going to be here until they clear those same protocols. Uh, And now the whole city basically wait to see if if anything has been passed to the Philly side of things. If the things have been passed to the Philly side of things, now we wait again. That that window it restarts. Right. So I don't think they. I don't think they're affected though. The Phillies. How do you know that? You, you don't know that. Because, I mean, I mean they, they don't shake hands. They don't, you know, they don't shake hands after the game. I mean, you throw the ball to them, they hit it. I mean, the, the closest contact they get is you tap the guy to the glove, and that's it. I mean, well, but Earl, are you a doctor? I mean, it's like it's I, I mean you, where you these guys are smashing heads. You can't take that risk. Or you're not a doctor, and you just found out that 14 guys on that cl- in that clubhouse came Eric, up with the virus. Like, it, you, you can't take that risk. All it takes is JT Realmuto picks up a bat, throws it to their sideline, or well, you know, yeah, true that. Well, and here's the real danger of it. This is the real thing that you worry about, and we talked about it with them traveling city to city. So the Marlins yep. came here, then the Phillies then are going to go somewhere else, and if you only get one guy that gets contact and it spreads, right? That's the whole problem. Yeah. Well, hold up, also. Well, I don't know if I'm changing the subject here, but. What's the what's the NFL doing? The NFL is going to do the eyes. same exact thing. <laughs> well, yeah, I know. So I, but that, the football season is in question, also. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, the, uh, the, Philly, or the yeah. baseball football season is definitely a question. Dude, let's get through one season at a time: basketball <laughs> and hockey first. Well, I think basketball like, has a chance because they're in that bubble. Well, so okay, this is why I wanted to discuss overall, right? So first off, I'm disgusted disgusted at the baseball season not just because it is 60 games but why am i really disgusted prof what did i freak out about via text and was like what a joke about the season now dude i don't know what are you talking about i don't remember the postseason 
Oh, oh it, it 16 games or 16 teams? What a joke. What a joke. So, you know, I, I had it. Was that a horrible idea? There was a statement that was made that I heard all day. Like, if a team has a 2-8 and eight stretch through 10 games, do we think it would be even possible for them to make the playoffs? Now, I'm thinking we're talking traditional baseball playoffs, right? Like, we're going to play 60-game season, but then we're playing traditional baseball playoffs. You only get six teams to make it. Technically, you could say seven with the playing game, but, like, it's the old school. You know, the regular season means something. Playoff. Now it's 16 teams. Well, yeah, of course, maybe a two and eight. You could go two and eight and still make it because then you could go, you know, eight and two and be 500. And if you're 500, you're 100% making it when half the teams make the playoffs. More games to bet on. Yeah, I, Ricky. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah. So they're, they're, doing it. They're, they're obviously doing it to generate more revenue, as much revenue as they possibly can in this weird, short, and crazy season. Here's my fear. My fear about the whole thing is that people, if if baseball is able to finish this thing out, that people enjoy it more and the, the rest of the crowd comes to the baseball to baseball and, and they're more drawn to it because of the shorter season and it's more intense. I'm a little bit nervous about that, to be honest with you. Now we're looking at, okay, well, baseball is going to start running numbers. We can draw in more fans with a shorter season because it's not, it's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a sprint. It's not a marathon anymore. Let me That's ask you this. Let me thing. ask you this, Prof. Here's what I ultimately fear. So let's say we now have eight teams from each league making the playoffs, right? So what's, what happens at the first round? The eight seed beats the one seed. Good. And then you're right. The fans start to like that. And now we're talking about expanding baseball playoffs, which I do not want to see. I do not want to see a 162-game regular season and then 12 freaking teams from each league making the playoffs. Like, I just don't want to see it because it changes the regular here's season. Why, here's why you're not going to see that. You're not going to see that because there's no salary cap in baseball. Teams pay over the luxury cap to be able to get players to make sure that that doesn't happen. And you're going to see it. This is not hockey. This is not going to – it's not going to happen the same way. Um, Pitching in your playoffs, especially in a shortened season where you're going to have guys that are fresher than in a long grind of a season, it's not going to happen. You're going to have one seeds beat up. Like, like we could make a prediction right now. It's pretty similar to the NBA where we can make a prediction of the top four teams is probably going to be around at the end, I think. So you want, that's, and that's what you want a dinner at Mendy's that no seed below six advances from the first round. So six, seven, or eight, all three of them get knocked out. It, it well, happens a lot, right? I don't know the structure. I don't know the structure of what they put together. I don't know if they're playing. I don't know if they're playing five game series, right? I don't know the full structure. I just know that sixteen teams make it, and I'm disgusted. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's not right, but you're not going to see you're not going to see the type of upsets. Honestly, you're not going to see the type of upsets that you you see in 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 hockey. Um, like it's not going to turn into that because these these teams are willing to go above and beyond the guys like the Yankees they're the, the Dodgers they're willing to spend more to get that premium talent for the season and you're going to see this year I think you're down to maybe you know the anomaly really is the Rays because they have chosen to develop players and keep contracts down 
but and they might be they might be a top team. What about uh, what about Billy yeah. Bean? Right? Does this type of scenario favor Billy Bean? I mean, it, it could, it could, but this is such a this is such a new this is such a new so unprecedented thing for everyone. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like you're usually I've building never, never like this before, right? You're usually you're usually building a team, and Billy Bean's teams didn't win anything. Let's be honest. No. True. I mean, but you're building a team to win during the regular season, so certainly. I don't think it translates 100. It may, it may translate a little bit to get you there, but you know you do have to win when the lights are on, and I just don't think that that um, a, a league with no salary cap will allow for teams to to basically develop like the Rays are trying to develop and win. Like the Rays are going to be a good team because they've developed pitching. They have some young guys that, that have come up through the organization that are playing well, but I don't think they're gonna I don't think they're gonna make it for the entire run. I'm still looking at guys like the Yankees and the Dodgers. Uh, the Astros are, are, are teams that are gonna be there. And they're these guys these guys are paying for guys like Verlander. Frankie now Verlander's gonna be out for a couple weeks now. They got Mookie Becks, uh, right? Yeah. Mookie Becks signed yeah. a yeah. Yeah. contract. Um, Jack just dropped off. Mookie Betts? I was just saying, I was a little lag, but uh, Mookie Betts was going uh, pretty crazy, wasn't he? Yeah, so Mookie Betts just signed a 12-year, $380 million contract with the Dodgers. Yeah. So there was a lot of uh, there was a lot of teams that were hopeful that he was going to enter free agency again. I think he was eligible to be a but free agent again after this yeah. season. He's, he's mm-hmm. now locked up. So, um, but he's signed up for you. Here, so so what's going on with Jack? Is he able to get back in here? Any chance, or we got some te- uh, technical know. difficulties? It looks like. Well, I'm gonna try to refresh, but yeah, we'll see. How if is we that can, compared uh, to the Bryce Harper deal, Mookie Becks with the Dodgers? Because that that was also big news. It was it was big news in baseball. Yeah, so Bryce's is, is a little bit less money, and it's spread out over 13 years. I'm pretty sure. So I think it was 300 for 13. Where yeah. Mookie okay. Becks I think it's 360 or 380. I'm not really sure, but it's spread out over 12 years. So okay. actually in there terms of, he's back there. So in terms of nice. uh, in terms of an extension, I think it is the the biggest extension in pro sports history. When you okay. talk about extension. Now, okay. and after you're done, I want to say something. This might be a new contract. It might be the biggest new contract minus the oh, extension. Mike Trout plus the extension is the biggest with like a four hundred. And, and here's one more question I want to ask you: Are we going to sign JT Ramuto? That I, I I want him. I want that guy. That guy's a stud. He's the best catcher in baseball. Is he? Like, well, do you think Montgomery's going to sign this guy, or or not Montgomery? You know, oh, they still sign this guy. At Clintax. So Clintax, I. I I thought it was Montgomery. I, They're saying Montgomery would have signed him. Dude, I'm hesitant. I love him as a player. I really do love him as a player. I love him right now as a player. He's also a catcher. He's a catcher that we're relying on his offensive abilities right now. That's going to drop off pretty quick. I mean, I don't know if, if you've seen Buster Posey, guys like Joe Maurer, guys that are catchers, and they are superstars for a few years, and then their production falls off. And I yeah, really think that yeah. people are not being yeah, think- smart about just willing to 
Right, but don't you take advantage of because offensive catchers in their prime who have four to five good years, don't you take advantage of that because they're very few and far between? Like, I mean, offensive, we talk about this all the time with generating offensive numbers in baseball from pro, like important defensive positions. And obviously, catcher is the most important defensive position on the field, probably. So when you can generate those type of offensive numbers, don't you have to reward that? And of course, anytime because baseball contracts are guaranteed, you go to give somebody money, you're going to have that lag at the end of the contract where their ex- their pay is exceeding their play on the field. But I mean, yeah, but you're, you're how, also how you think how far off do you think JT is going to fall in three years? I, I think significantly, to be honest with you. I mean, but the, the thing of it is, we don't know. We just know what the history of catchers have, has been, and I don't. I just I think that what Clintac's trying to do is not handcuff himself when he has to produce over this Bryce Harper contract. True. They clearly, they well, clearly. So Mike, have DH, but well, that that's a whole nother topic, right? Cause there's a conversation of is DH going to get implemented throughout the, the, the league rather than just the American league. And in a case like that, maybe you would be more willing he's, to give JT that kind of money because then he could move to DH, right? Like, listen, listen uh, he's, he's not hitting for that kind of power. Like no, he's not hitting for that kind of power. What do you, but he's hitting. He, I mean, offense. Twenty nine, yeah. homers last year, which is great. It's for great. Yeah, but he, also that's not your cleanup guy in in the in Major League Baseball anymore. I mean, you look at some teams around here, and and you have you have like fringe guys are hitting twenty nine homers. To be completely honest with you, I just think he contacts looking at it where he does not want to handcuff himself, not be able to bring in pitching. Obviously, you saw yesterday the depth. With, with pitching, it's not there. You need to bring some depth in with pitching. Now, we, we saw Velasquez throughout summer camp or spring training or whatever you want to call it. He looks great. He always looks great. He's one of the most talented athletes that we have on the team by far. But for whatever reason, when it comes time to play and it comes down to the regular season, he can't put it together. He, he just can't. And we have to stop relying on guys like him, Pavetta, we have to stop relying on guys like Eflin, who I think is still hurt. We have to stop putting our faith in these guys to come around and either develop somebody like Spencer Howard, who they want to leave down there in the minors. Then they're not ready to bring him up for whatever reason. We have to stop. We have to stop doing that. We have to either get solid, reliable arms to bring in here. And I like, get them in there. Draft them. Like I think they tried to do that with Zach Wheeler. Now he looked. Great on what was it Saturday night? Whether or not he could put it through the the entire season, hopefully he can with this shortened season. Great, that's a good signing then if you can do that. But he's older; he's an older guy. I mean, you have to sign guy. They, you can't handcuff yourself with catchers that might fall off in two or three years. Do you know what I mean? Well, yeah. I, I mean, know what I you mean. Like, yeah, so, so what you're saying is then so officially, like, you wouldn't offer him a contract or you wouldn't sign him for what he's asking. You you would let him walk is what you're saying. No, because you're going to have to overpay him because he's 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 outplayed his contract. I mean, and that's what happens with these guys, especially in baseball. You play so well that you demand this money and you end up handcuffing a franchise where – like, and people like to say all the time, well, it's not my money. Yeah, pay him. Well, yeah, it's not your money, but at a certain point, guys are not going to pay – they're not going to pay certain guys to, to for for production. That's How, but however, what's he getting like a hundred mil over that? Like, what was that going to be like that he wants? I don't, I don't know. 
He's probably, I don't know. I but have no there's, idea. There's a flip side to that coin in this conversation, right? Because baseball is not a salary cap league. Baseball is a luxury tax league. Right. So but, you can you're not whoever have... you want, whatever you want. Well, but stop. But stop there because you can't say that when you just sign a contract like Harper's. You don't see multiple teams signing crazy contracts like that where you're setting records. Right, right, but but the Phillies are a major market team. Philadelphia is the fourth largest media market in the country. So, and if so you what? remember the Phillies in two thousand and seven and two thousand eight and two thousand and nine, when they were being called the Yankees of the National League, right, and they were giving these guys, then giving them all their money because they like the Phillies can be that type of franchise. The question is, do they think they're going to win enough as constructed? to pay a guy like JT and then chase that down. And if the answer is no, then you don't pay a guy like JT because you're not ready. But if the answer is yes, we've seen that in Philadelphia, when you are winning, the revenue and the attendance and all that will follow, but you're stuck to your point because you already paid Harper that big money. So now if you're right. going to extend for a guy like JT, you have to be sure that you're going to be World Series contending. And I don't think any one of us on here thinks that the Phillies are there. No, they're not, and you're missing the point. You're you're missing the Ricky point. Says, so Ricky says he wants five years, one thirty. So he was top said, three catcher money. Yeah, he well, he's a top three catcher this season, right? Well, last That's year top. he was. Is he this year? We'll see. Right. Uh, yeah. I mean, I could probably think of a few others that I would I would probably take over him at this point. Or put but, that money, put that that's money. Beside, that's besides the pitching. Put right. in the pitching. Put in the relief. Buy buy a close. You know, all that catcher money you get for JT. But the only thing that sucks if you don't Jack. re-sign Fermuto is, you know, you gave up a lot of draft picks for him or they gave up a lot of prospects for him. And that's yeah, the only thing that kind of hurts. They gave up Sixto Sanchez for him. And that that's, that yeah, I mean, it's tough. But you know what? They, they got him in February. It was like February, March 19, something like that. That was a good deal, right? Try to go the All Star game, Jack. Your point of the Phillies, your your point of the Phillies being a big market team. Well, you mentioned those years. We're good. Are you good? Yeah, but here's the thing: they only won in 2008, right? But if you look back at that team, okay, and I've said this many, many times, that team made it to two straight World Series. They only won one, but that team had a four-year stretch where they were the best team in the National League, that team should have won multiple World Series. I mean, some poor front office, right? Like, if you want to talk about that team, first off, when you brought in Roy Halladay, getting rid of Cliff Lee, and then having to trade to get him back, like, there were so many bad moves made, whereas no, if they would have expected up front that they should have, could have afforded to keep both Halliday and Lee instead of farting around with it. And then you moved into, like, Roy Oswalt was a bad bring-in. Like th I mean, that team that team should have won more than one World Series. You're, There's you're no missing, question about it. You're missing, what handcuffed uh, for, you're missing what handcuffed him from 2010, 11, no, 12. I know yeah. what handcuffed him from then on. Ryan Howard and those big contracts right. they gave out. Right, but, exactly. But but you don't hand those out know, to older guys. You don't yeah, hand those out to guys that are getting toward the end of their, their career. Right, but I agree with you. But but part of making those runs, in my opinion, 
is if you're going to make a four or five year run like the Phillies had now, unfortunately, they were only able to cash in one and get to another. But if you're going to make those type of runs, you kind of have to accept that at the tail end of some of these guys' contracts, they are going to be well underperforming what they're getting paid. Listen, we all love Ryan Howard, but we, that was a horrible deal. That that was like a that was almost like a yeah. pain for your previous accomplishments. There are so many other examples of this. This is not just isolated to Ryan Howard. I agree. You're, you're looking at one right now in in Los Angeles with Albert Pujols, who's not able to do it anymore. You're looking at the same situation in Detroit with Miguel Cabrera. You're looking at there's so many oh, different yeah. and everyone right. We're going to be sitting here. In eight to ten years, looking at Bryce Harper that way too, are we not? Yes, but but the point is. So would you not want to give him the money though? Would you not yeah, want to bring him in? You worry about it. I I, yeah. I thought it was a good deal. You give him the money. You give him the money. You get you get. I think you get one guy like that, that that you bring in, and he's in his prime right now. He got it in his prime. I mean, overall, like we've talked about this before. That will end up being a more team-friendly deal when you see more and more of these guys getting almost half a, a billion dollars. I mean, that's looking like more and more of a team-friendly deal for the average annual value that Mookie Betts got, that Trout got, guys like that. Now, if he can, he's got to put up more than thirty homers like he did last year. Let's let's be honest. Okay, he had a he's good got, year last year, right? He did have a good Decent. year, but he's got to. He's got to do more than that, and yeah. And, I know he wants to bring JT back, but for for I don't know what kind of window we have with him. That's all I'm saying. Well, I will say this about Bryce Harper, man. I like the guy a lot. You know why? This guy loves the Philly fanatic big time. <laughs> See that jacket he was wearing? Had the whole shebang in there. The fanatic, his cleeks open the day. The cleeks had little like sparkles on there with the Philly fanatic. I don't know. I like that guy, man. He just brings the fire. He reminds me a little Jason Worth action, but he does but he's love better. the fanatic. Oh yeah, he loves the fanatic. I, I think I think that's half the reason why I joined Philadelphia. He just likes the fanatic. He's like Washington did not have a a, a mascot. Yeah, I mean, and I and think we got a good mascot over here. I and think, that's part of the reason I think maybe. I think Bryce has Call really me crazy. embraced the <laughs> Phillies and the Philadelphia area, right? Like he's yeah, he embraced it for sure. while. He gets the feel of the town and the fans. So Mike brings up a point. How do you beat the Dodgers with their few high-paid stars? I mean, realistically. You hope they lose before you know, we play them. We just talked about this, right, with the Phillies. I mean, the Dodgers are very good, but how many World Series have the Dodger, Dodgers won the last eight years? Yeah, not many. With well, well, Ash? Well, no, no, yeah, but, I, I, but they, get to, in, they get to bring in MVP Mookie Betts. I know, but, I, but, but, they but get that many, wait, wait, nobody's many talking about the Astros, the though. You get you get to bring in that one powerhouse in Mookie Betts, right? Now you have your core. Everybody's there. They have the perfect setup. They have Muncie, Seeger. They have guys like Will Smith who produce out of nowhere. Guys like Justin Turner who are just consistent, Thank always you, consistent. They've got they've gotten rid of. They've now, what's their record this year? The Dodgers are they three and Bad vibes like Yasiel Puig. They've gotten rid of that. They have guys that are set up just like the, just like the Phillies were set up back in 2008. I believe they have younger guys producing. Now, Bellinger again. Then, then it's going to start going back downhill. 
that the Dodgers have won the NL West the last eight years, and they've only made one World Series, and they've won zero. They were in the World Series the last two years. And who won? Right? won. I, I was just trying to get to who won. The, the Astros won one. You're, right? you're harping on the Phillies winning only one. How many the Dodgers year. won? I wasn't hyping on. I, the Dodgers I, haven't I, won any. I was telling they won the one. The Dodgers okay, haven't won any sorry. World Series yet. So we got a little lag going. They still have. They still have their young core. They still have their young core. This is the yeah. year. All right. They still so have you their got young the core. And they brought it. Yes. Yep. I do. <laughs> All right. That's debatable. Now wait till they have to pay Bellinger. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Well, there's what else got on the table, Jeff? Guys, where you're going to have to start to pay him. Also, one thing I wanted to bring up that I because we haven't had a chance to talk in between, but. I saw Verlander down for the year. That hurts pretty bad. Not the no, he's COVID, not out right? He's not out for the year. He's not out for the year? I saw the, the headline I saw said he was out for the year. Nope. You sure? He's he not out for the year. That was uh, somebody jumped to conclusions there. Okay. He's going to be out for a couple weeks. He's definitely out for a couple weeks, but it's not It's not conclusive that he's out for the year. I read that. Well, a couple in, weeks at this point. He came out shortly after and said no. Okay. It's hmm. interesting. So, uh, Nick, so, so I wanted, so we're in this uh, chat with you, right? And you said the Orioles weren't going to win more than nine games, correct? The Orioles. <laughs> well, no, the I Orioles, said, correct? I said, I said there's no doubt that you they're said the worst that, Okay, yeah, you said that. So right now they're two and one. How does <laughs> that make sense? The two I mean, and one, just like, on a two-game win streak. With the Marlins. Wow, we're not talking about the Phillies. We're talking about the best team in baseball right now, and Orioles are up there. After three okay. games, it, it doesn't make play? any sense. Um, I, don't, I, I can get that information. Um, <laughs> I but can't find it. But the they were two and one. That season? I didn't know for a fact. And you I, said they weren't going to the Orioles finish games. their season on seven and sixty-two. I mean, they're they're horrendous. Well, they well they I won mean, two games. But on the Phillies, they were supposed to be you know all good and good, and and they were one they were one or two against a team that was battered with the coronavirus, that was battered down, you know, losing fourteen guys, still couldn't beat them. <laughs> and here comes the Orioles, the worst team in the league, winning fucking two games so, so far. I mean, I, my money's on the Orioles this I year. Mean, I think it's it's a it's a long season. Everybody wants to get double digit. Everybody put it on right now. Bet that it. right now. The Orioles bet it big. Call it. Okay, there you go. So you got. No, but wait, 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 wait. Hang on. Before our, our Vegas betters sharps here come after us, this <laughs> yeah, is a seriously. private conversation that making we making the playoffs. I mean, where it came up between the three of us that. It was possible that the Orioles could have single-digit wins this year, but I would tell you that whatever the Vegas over/under line was for them in sixty games, it certainly wasn't nine. So I don't know what the over/under line was for them, but I think no matter what it was, it sounds like Earl is saying take the over. I thought it was fourteen, but that's probably that sounds a little bit. I mean, they're two on one. I, I like those odds right now. Take it while take it while it's Eric, hot. What you're looking at with your half <laughs> your half your hair is on the screen right now. Sorry, buddy. What you're looking at is. You're you're thinking you're looking at and you're thinking it's your uh, your father's Red Sox that they're playing, and it's not because no, it's not. they lost their MVP. So, you so just said it. They just lost Moogie Betts, or you just called it out. 
they got they got a guy named Martin Perez who's the and Adam two Jones is there right too, now. right? The best <laughs> pitchers going forever, Chris Sale. I mean, right. you know, like you're looking at a Red Sox team that's not the old Red Sox either. So well, I mean, well, everyone thought the Phillies were going to beat up on the Marlins, and how did that work out? And they were depleted. I mean, I know it's a marathon too, man. Like these teams are. Just, they just get it's hot. It's really a marathon this year. It's kind of like a uh, – Like the marathon's what, 52 miles? I said it's not a marathon. Is, but then everybody has like the tw- – yeah, when you run like, not, 52 miles and then they put the bumper stickers on the back. But this is like the 26.2 sticker. Like when you did a half one, you know, you get to stick it on the back of your car. Oh, you're way off on your marathon. My Whatever, marathon. dude. I don't run marathons. I'm just putting it out there. You guys are supposed to help me out here. 26.2 is a full marathon. Well, I thought that was a half. No, I don't run marathons. So the so if I see somebody driving in front of me with the 26.2 sticker, they ran a full marathon. Sure did. You but tried to 13, run. So the 13.1 is a half. You know what I do? I ran those guys off the road. <laughs> <laughs> Hate those guys. Oh, look at me. Up. Oh, look at me. I ran a marathon. Oh, That's Buha right here. Come on now. He's <laughs> <laughs> he got his chest out. He's happy over here. Got the cutoff. So you heard it here first. Earl runs marathon runners off the road. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, only bikers. I was just kidding with that last one. Only bikers. That's only aggressive bicycles. Brothers. I'm just joking around. Oh I'm just my! I was just trying to tease Goodness. Nick over here. Okay. If, if I offend anyone, I apologize right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Don't fire me. I'm just trying to put some content out there. There's going to be a Washington Post story about yeah. you. Yeah, Washington. No. Uh, what is the newspaper? Times Herald. Be a Times Herald story. Says he wants to ram about Earl driving down Ridge Pike. Guy's got a twenty-six point two bumper sticker on the back of his bike. Rambling and a Toyota mark on his forehead. Yeah, my Toyota Corolla going to come after him. No, yeah, that's funny. But uh, everybody come out stuff. tomorrow and see uh, Pal Masonry softball team. We'll see you out there at the field yeah. from the hill. <laughs> We yeah, are going to wind this one down. Thanks, everybody, for hopping on the live feed and contributing. Thanks again, Prof, of course, and Earl for joining us for the second show. Yeah, no podcast. problem. Well, we got, well, before we leave, we do got a better connection because it was tough to hear you guys, and uh, we got to talk some more that stuff. That sounds like a you problem, I, I appreciate you guys having me off. <laughs> yeah, it was me problem, then, I guess. I mean, it was tough. To, it was kind of chompy. You gotta pay for the high you know, speed. But yeah, we gotta get you. We gotta get you up on the. Uh, look at the clarity here on the FTA screens, bro. You hey, you really come over and hang out, boy. You, you guys you know what you're doing here, Chief. I mean, you guys see the picture back here, and you guys see this real quick. Come on, man. That's I'm what he was doing. I'm bringing the goods out right here, bro. Instead of himself, I'm bringing the goods out. Got the goods, that, you know. The goods. Is that Trotter? The, oh, yeah, that's Trotter's sign too, man. Well, but as was, always, everybody, fun. thanks again for hopping on the live stream. Remember, you can always check out the replays of the From the Hill podcast on the iTunes podcast application and on YouTube. Search from underscore the underscore hill. Put it in quotation so you don't miss it. Hit any of us up. If you got some content you want us to talk about, we'll be sure to do it. Hit the like button. Hit the subscribe button. It doesn't cost you guys anything, but it really helps us out. That is it for us. First Wags, the Prof, Earl to Pearl, the Wu Tang Man. Peace. Gotta represent, but.
Good stuff. Sweet. So it's I get just from her perfume. Mm-hmm.